Welcome back to another episode of Redeemed and Saying So. My name is Ray, but as you know, July is our takeover month, and I have with me here two special guests, Deja Moore and Edgero. Hey! We in the They will be hosting the QA episode today, so I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to your hosts, Deja Moore and Edgero. What's going on, guys? <laughs> hey y'all. So we have some questions here that you guys have asked, mm-hmm. and you know we're taking over from the two unfolds. Here, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but we are here, guys. <laughs> and just to start off top, like, um, Raina, what inspired you to do this podcast? Like, why redeemed and saying so? So what inspired me? It was in well, the Holy Spirit inspired me, Period. but it was in October of 2020. When I got the idea, because I was like, dang, you know what? I've been through some stuff. And I know people who have Mm. been through some stuff. And it's like, there's people out here going through the same thing, but they feel like they're alone. Mm -hmm. And, like, they don't know, like, who they can relate to. They feel like they have no one to talk to. Yeah. Um, And I just wanted to provide a platform for people to know, like, hey, I've been through, or I know someone who's been through what you're going through. That's good. And you're not alone. So That's good. Yeah. I want the redeemed of the Lord to say so. Okay. <laughs> say so. <laughs> say so. Okay. So I'm going to ask the next question. Okay. Lord. So the question I had is like, you know, whenever, you know, someone asks, okay, like how she asked, why did you start this? But my mm-hmm. question is whenever people see redeemed and saying so, like, what's your message? Like what, what is the, what is the one thing or the few first things that you want someone to see when they look at redeemed and saying so? What's That's the good. message? Honestly, the root of it is unconditional love. Mm. Um, I love Because for me, it's like, no matter where I was in life, no matter what I did, who yeah. I did it to, mm-hmm. who did what to me, like, God was still there. Jesus was still there. And he kept coming after me, even when I left him. Wow. Um, and that's honestly what got me through whatever I was going through. Wow. And I just wanted someone to know, like, it doesn't matter. It truly does not matter what you did. Mm-hmm. Jesus knew what you were going to do before you did it mm-hmm. and still chose to die for you. Mm-hmm. He has that unconditional love for you. So that's yeah. honestly like what the theme is, what the one message is behind mm-hmm. Redeemed and Saying So is that there's unconditional love for anybody mm-hmm. that's awesome. if you choose to receive it. Wow. Mm-hmm. And what you say in Redeemed and Saying So, what was your transition like from the world to God? Like, how was that for you? Was it a struggle? Like, was it easy for you to actually follow Christ and surrender? Or was mm. it like a, you know, was it a struggle from the world yeah. to God? You know, That's a great question. That yeah. is good. Um, well, it was kind of weird for me because I grew up in church. Like, yeah. I grew up, like, literally in church. Like, I was in church from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Like, wow. I went to all the services. I went to all the Sunday schools. I went to everything. Yeah. And I actually enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have to be forced to go. Like, I, I had friends there. I loved, I loved like, sitting through service was nothing for me. Like, yeah. being there mm-hmm. was no issue. I mm-hmm. genuinely enjoyed it. But it was very routine for me. Like, mm-hmm. even I was baptized when I was in seventh or eighth grade. Um, and I made the choice on my own, but I still did not have the understanding. I had the knowledge of what it mm-hmm. meant to be, but I did not have the true understanding because I didn't have the relationship. Yeah, It was really just like, okay, 
I've been going to church and I know this is what I'm supposed to do, so I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I really transitioned into like being intentional with about having a relationship with God, mm-hmm. that was in December 2018. And that was tough because I had got to the point where it was like, dang, I have really exhausted everything like mm. i have tried to do everything on my own i've tried mm-hmm. to do everything to fill these voids and like mm. nothing's lasting nothing is sufficient mm-hmm. so i was like okay god like i'll surrender i'll 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 walk with you That's um right. and that was really hard because well it was hard getting to that point because it was almost like i was running from god wow um, mm. because i knew he was there it was just like i was so hurt that i kind of was like well he's not why would he take me mm. like of all everything i've done why would he take me now? Like he's wow. seen my dirt. Yeah. He wouldn't, why would he accept me like this? Yeah. Um, so like I said, that was December, 2018. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to a faith field at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but that was when I decided like, like come January, 2019, I was like, I'm going to be intentional about this walk, yeah. but it was still really hard. Cause I was a, I think I was a sophomore in college, mm-hmm. I think, or maybe going into my, yeah, I was a sophomore in college mm-hmm. or junior. And that was hard because the people I was around, I was like, yeah, I was with them heavy. She sure yeah. was, y'all. I was, <laughs> I was with them heavy, and I was. It was hard because like those are like the people I rolled with. Like those are the people I met when I got to UNT. So yeah. it was like it's a real place. And it it was hard because like I wanted to be intentional with God, mm-hmm. and I knew what I was doing with them wasn't right. But I was also at the point where I was like, well, I don't want them to think that like. I'm looking, I'm judging them or looking at them crazy. Mm, so I was yeah. like, well, let me still try to hang out with them. But then also let me like come over here and mm. be intentional and mm-hmm. read about, you know, how I should walk mm-hmm. as a child of God. But yeah. then I'm over here trying to, you know, live a different way. So that was really hard. But once I got to the point where I started gaining a community that was able to hold me accountable mm-hmm. and also that I could see like, I can still have fun with these people. Like, mm-hmm. just because I'm saved does not mean, like, the fun stops. No more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that, thankfully, like, those people that I used to hang out with, they were very understanding. They were like, good. you know, we don't we don't look at you any type of way. We know you don't feel no type of way towards us. Period. It's just, like, it was just a new season in my life. And I just yeah. had to fully walk in that. That's good. That's awesome. My God. The question I had is, um, so when I think about, like, you know, you having to host this podcast normally. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, like, navigate days where you really are going through or seasons where you really are going through? Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like you're still not whole. You feel like you're still not there. You know, like you haven't yeah. fully healed from question. certain things or you haven't fully, you know, transitioned to the other side or certain things. So how do you, like, push through those days? And, and how how do you, like, you know, practically get that encouragement and that motivation to keep pushing, even though you know you're not there yet, but you will get there. Mm-hmm. That's good. So how do you continue to push when you know you've been called right. to do it? How well, do you continue to do the vision when there's been, like, things that have right. tried to when stop it? and it doesn't feel like what it looks like. Yeah, that's um, a good question. That is really good. Thank you, Edgy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if I can be transparent, there was a season in really all of 2021 in 2021 i only put out one episode Mm -hmm. um and honestly it was a very hard season for me relating to the podcast specifically like Mm. other parts of my life i was okay yeah like i was i was um 
it's not that the rest like something like chaotic was really going on in my life Mm -hmm. it was more so my mentality with the podcast i started feeling like well i like one i lost my why like Mm. wow when i lost my why that's when i kind of just let it go and that's where i started getting in the mindset of well no one's gonna notice if i don't do it Mm. no one's gonna care if i don't do it Mm -hmm. um even when people would ask me like you know when are you putting out episode it's like Mm -hmm. i I don't know like i had no plan yeah Mm -hmm. like i had no plans to and it's like although i had all these ideas it was like my heart it was almost like my heart was broken for the podcast Mm. um Mm. and it was hard because like part of me like really wanted to do it but it was a mental battle because i was like well like i feel like like why does it matter um but it was when I started talking to a mentor of mine and like being when I was transparent about where I was, because that also started to affect um, my relationships with my friends. Because I was like, well, if I just like go off and isolate myself, no one's going to know. Yeah. Like they're not going to notice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did. I I stopped like reaching out to people. And it's like it's not that they did anything, but mm-hmm. it was just like a mental battle where mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, no one cares. Like no one's mm-hmm. going to care if I don't do anything like it doesn't matter. And then once I started being transparent uh, about where I was, then I was like, okay, this podcast is not about me. It's about, I'm doing this for someone else who might be struggling with suicide, but they hear that they're not the only person going through this. And that's all they needed to know is like, they're not alone. So once I understood like this, like, I'm not doing this for me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this because if I don't, someone else's life could depend on it. Mm -hmm. So that's how I transitioned. And once I, like, understood that, I was like, I got to go all the way for this. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Mm, that was a good question. Thank you. You're welcome. So, with that being said, you said it was the hardest time. But what was a ver- Bible verse that, you know, kept you stable during that time? Or even now, what's the Bible st- what is the Bible verse that keeps you stable? Mm-hmm. That one you of, stand on? One of my favorite ones is, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after Ooh. righteousness. Mm. Um and it's really not yeah. even the blessing part. Like, come on, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna do this so I can be blessed. Yeah. When you when you think of like your relationship with someone and you hunger and thirst for God, like, even as your father, for me, it's like I know He's never gonna leave me. Yeah. But to know that, it's almost like, like I almost like like the chase, mm. like that I'll never fully know who God is, but I'll know enough to where He could satisfy me the way no one else could. Wow. Wow. Um, and I love that. Like, that's what keeps me going back to him. It's like, God, I want to know more of you. Mm-hmm. I want to hunger for you. Like, I don't ever want to stop mm-hmm. hungering and thirsting after you. Um, and the blessing in that is the peace that surpasses all understanding, mm-hmm. is the joy that's unspeakable. Um, so, yeah. And even in that, like you said, you don't, nobody will ever fully know God. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to always have to forever and chase after him. Like, you will never fully know. Yeah. You may have been walking with Christ for a long time, but you never yeah. fully know who he is. That's it's like impossible. in a relationship. Yeah. Your relationship, you're still growing to every know day. this person every day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a growth thing. And that's why, that's why it's a difference between relationship and religion. Mm-hmm. Like, religion, you think you got all the Bible scriptures down. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus is like, you search these scriptures day and <laughs> right. night, but you right. haven't found me yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you think you know Jesus, you think you know God, but you don't. You so just got the logos, but it's the yeah. rainbow that makes the difference Come because the, difference. the word that comes alive in you. And so, Yo, like, you got to be able to apply that. Yo. Like, it's not just about knowing it. Like, yep, okay, what does that. this mean to you in your life, in your yeah. circumstance? How can you make this word come alive? Like, yep. 
that's really what makes a difference that, that's what's so crazy you can read literally genesis and you can get like two thousand different revelations mm -hmm. just how the spirit of god is so yep. multifaceted it's crazy I was kind of just breezing through some of the questions that people asked. And yeah. I feel like um, somebody needs to hear this. So mm -hmm. just, you know, sometimes like when, you know, we get into the habit or we get into the groove of things and, you know, we're doing these things for God. We know we're called and mm -hmm. this and that. But what does repentance look like for you? Especially in the moments where you feel like you've not been all the way with God, because mm -hmm. we've all sinned and fallen short, if mm -hmm. we can be honest. Um and sin is not something specific. Like, there's a lot of ways you can sin. There's a lot of ways that you can fall short. And so, what does that, like, repentance process look like for you? Like, between you and God and, like, getting back on track. Yeah. And not having it weigh you down or keep you stagnant from the next thing that God wants to do. Walking in condemnation. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, like, the essence of it is... Ooh, the essence. <laughs> <laughs> You don't need a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, oh, wow. sorry. <laughs> Wrong podcast. I forgot the question. <laughs> I was saying, what does repentance look like right. for you? You know, because we have all seen we've fallen short. Yes. And, you know, making sure you're in a place where it's not holding you back. You don't feel condemned. You don't yes. feel yeah. like you're stagnant because of anything that you've done. Mm -hmm. I would say the the <laughs> essence of it the thing that comes to mind for me is be transformed by the, by the renewing of your mind mm -hmm. um, because That's the bible good. also says that it's with your mind that you serve the lord yeah so when it comes to repentance and not walking in condemnation those those are when you when you repent from something that you're like a lifestyle that you're living in of sin, mm -hmm. it takes first acknowledging, but mm -hmm. to acknowledge, you have to be willing to like commit your mind to say like, mm -hmm. I'm no longer going to live this way yeah, mm -hmm. because that is not a part of my agenda. That's not part of my identity mm -hmm. as yeah. a child of God. So yeah. first it initially takes to acknowledge the sin. Um, or even like you said, walking in condemnation, mm -hmm. you have to know, the scripture you have to know it so much that it's written on your heart yeah. but you have to read it um so much that it's in your mind mm. and all of that it's a mindset you have to change your mindset from that of this world mm -hmm. to one of the spirit of god mm -hmm. yeah so i would say um truly being intentional and acknowledging where you're at acknowledging what the situation is because how can you even repent from something you don't truly like if you can't tell me if you tell me, hey, it's wrong to lie, mm -hmm. but I haven't acknowledged, like, why lying is wrong, it's hard for me to stop lying. Mm -hmm. Like, if you tell That's me good. you need to stop having sex before you're married, but I don't understand, like, why it's really an issue, why mm -hmm. it's wrong, mm -hmm. I'm not going to stop until I know, like, you know, what, how is this actually um, affecting me or how is this mm -hmm. hurting my relationship with God? Mm -hmm. So I would say um, to renew your mind, to transform your mind mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. that's yeah, so that's good. good that's so good and you said something when you said you have to hide the word in your heart yeah it reminded me of david when he said i have to hide my your word in my heart so i may not yeah, sin, sin against, against you you. Yeah. you won't know what repentance is if you don't know what it means to sin against god mm -hmm. exactly if you like you said you don't know why you can't have sex you won't know why yeah. until you know the word of god mm -hmm. um but even then the another question that i have for you is grace let's talk about grace what does grace mean to you? Wow. And how do you apply grace to your life? She took that right on my mind. 
if I can be honest, like I don't really know how to define the difference between like grace and mercy, mm. but how I see grace, uh, like just for me is like an extension of God's love, mm. like just in simplest terms. Cause I honestly, I don't know how to define it. Um, but I would say grace is God continuing to show his love towards you when it's not something you necessarily deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like when you're saved by grace, you were saved by grace because the works you could do is nothing you could earn. Like yeah. there's, mm-hmm. there's literally nothing that you could work, earn, try to do, convince, conjure mm-hmm. up. Like there's nothing you could not do. Conjure. <laughs> <laughs> no. conjuring up stuff. There's Lord, nothing, please. There's nothing you could do to get salvation on your own. But yeah. it was the love of God and his grace towards us and saying, I love these people so much that I'm going to send my son to die for you. Mm -hmm. And that's grace because there's nothing that we could do on our own, but it was just an extension of God's love towards us. Yeah. And I would just say mercy is like, you're not getting the punishment for what you did. Mm -hmm. He's had a mercy on you. Like, so you may, you sin, but God has mercy. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, um, like when I, when I think about grace, honestly, Mm -hmm. um, I think about grace as that, like, that net that's, like, ready to catch you when you fall. Mm -hmm. Like, it's because, you know, sometimes we say, you know, don't take, you know, grace for granted or don't misuse grace. And, you know, we say that because grace is there not for you to willingly sin because if you know that it's wrong and you're doing it yeah that is you actively being rebellious but there's times where we unknowingly sin where we do things that we don't even know that that was sinning against god and so that's why grace is there to redeem you and Mm -hmm. you know to catch you back when you fall because sin in itself is you falling so i see grace as like that net that catches you in case you fall Mm -hmm. but the plan is not to fall we don't Mm -hmm. plan to fall Mm -hmm. but when we do there's grace. a net that's gonna yeah. catch you. So that's that's that's, that's, that's how I see grace. That so. is very good. Yeah. That's um Romans. Where yeah. it says should we continue to sin so mm. that grace may abound? Of course not. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like, you don't just just yeah. sin because you can. <laughs> Come on, Bible like, scholar. Yeah. It don't make sense. Like that's no. Good. For real. We yeah. we have grace because we're imperfect people. Yeah. Working like living for a perfect salvation yeah. that was given to us. Mm-hmm. That's but good. That we are not made perfect yet Mm, it is christ who will complete the work in us that's amazing so i kind of want to one of the questions that i saw in there was somebody asking you about like bible character so (laughs) so the question i'm going to ask you um so when you think of like a bible character like what is one bible character you're like oh my gosh like i love this bible character i don't know what it is or you know what it is but mm-hmm. who's your favorite bible character and why you don't have to like be too details okay if you don't know all the details i don't know the details in the bible either but <laughs> <laughs> but who's your favorite bible character honestly that's t- i'm not gonna be cliche and say jesus i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna do that. <laughs> um he's the bible i mean that's yeah. tough the first name that came to mind was paul mm. and i just say paul because like Paul was real, like mm-hmm. about where he was. Like mm-hmm. he said, oh, he sure was. He said, was I was so the real. worst of the worst. Yep. And to me, like it, if Paul was here today, like he would be the host of Redeemed and saying so. Like real talk, though. No because he had, he had no shame in his game. He's like, this is where I was, but mm-hmm. this is where I am. Come on, mm-hmm. and that's why he's my favorite. Oh, Old I'm, Testament. I'm pulling. I'm pulling out Esther. Yeah, Esther was hard. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I like Abraham, honestly. Yeah. 
I'll say Abraham and Noah. Noah because hmm, no, because the level of patience and obedience you have it. to walk in to build that ark. I'm sorry. Nah, Noah was tripping with. I could not be in an ark with all them animals. Yeah, like, it probably stunk. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he was. He was resilient. He was patient. He was. Because for you to go through all that, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I don't know. It's like God chose you, but at the same time, the choosing has consequences. Like for real, that—that's really what the that Christian boat, walk is, though. That's he calls you, literally. but you still gonna have some yeah, tough times, honey. Like go sit on the boat with all them animals, right? They probably <laughs> like, all they do. Oh, barely even. Like, I barely even like dogs. Like <laughs> how much all imagine giraffes? Like, I barely they probably had dinosaurs on there. Oh my god, like, just all types of stuff. Yeah, and you stuck. Bella's like, you stuck. Sorry. No, for real. Bella wasn't on the boat. She nah. got left. <laughs> <laughs> she got left on oh, the boat. That's my guy. But you by said way, Abraham. Y'all. I guess Abraham, but also Isaac, because mm. not you walking me up this mountain and me laying on the altar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like. As much I'd as we dad, talk about, that'd be a dad square up with my daddy. Like, bro, uh, like, uh, that's no lay down where. Uh-huh. Like, as much as we talk about Abraham's faith or Abram at the time, like. Isaac had a lot of faith to walk up there with what sacrifice. Like, he talking about we going up to worship. No, he really uh-uh. trusted his father. He Where's the sacrifice? Okay. Yeah. They walk up this mountain. And mm-hmm. then he lays on the altar. And it's like, he didn't even flinch. Like. <laughs> he didn't try to what? struggle, try to run. Mm-mm. Like, oh, uh, right. dad, what you doing? That. I think he was like a teenager. Like, he wasn't no baby. Like, no, yeah, no. we would have been boxing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> straight up. Altar. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what altar? <laughs> no, for real. The altar. <laughs> but um, speaking of like the walk with Christ, mm-hmm. what has been your hardest, you know, trial when walking with Christ since you mm-hmm. gave your life to Him? What has been the hardest thing for you? Hmm. Hmm. I would say leaning on the people that God gave me. Mm. that's very tough like even people that I know I can trust it has nothing to do with them it's more so like not letting my past trauma like affect the people that I know God gave me like Mm. you know the saying like hurt people hurt people Mm -hmm. yeah well I would be like well dang I don't want to hurt these people so it's like let me just not like put my mess on them like let Mm. me just not open up to them let me just not tell them nothing like I don't want to bother them that's very hard because I'll get to a point where, like, I shut down because it's like I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely leaning on the people, being transparent and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very hard for me. Yeah. Why would you say it's hard for you to do that? Because it's not something I was used to. Like, mm. either, like, I did it, like, I was transparent, I was vulnerable, and then I ended up hearing about it, like, from somebody mm-hmm. else. Um, or, like, someone would later on use that and throw it back in my face and it's like dude like i just opened up to you and you know how hard that was to me and for you to throw that back at me that like just made me want to shut down even more it's dirty Mm. yeah but it's okay yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) so i guess just to like just to go off to that question like how do you fight the urge to respond to people the way you did in the past like because we we know right and well, like <laughs> how that can sabotage the greatest relationships that God brought yes. your way. So, how do you fight the urge to do that, and how do you like manage to, I guess, communicate your triggers as well? Because that's something to consider. 
That's tough. I know. How do I fight the urge to swing? Like, to not, <laughs> to, like, to oh not swing on them. To how, yeah. not swing. How do I fight that urge? To it's, not swing. It's hard. It's honestly, truthfully, nothing but the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's like cussing somebody out was nothing for me. Like, mm-hmm. it was nothing. It would just fall out like water. Girl, <laughs> same. Same. Here. It's honestly, I, it's truly. I can't even think of like a technique. Like, there's no practice. Like, it's literally the Holy Spirit. Like, submitted mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit. Um, but that too, like submitting to the Holy Spirit when I'm angry, like mm-hmm. just for example, if I'm angry at someone, submitting to the Holy Spirit and being like, how should I respond? Like, yeah. Even if I'm not gonna cuss them out, what do I? Should I walk away? Should I engage in this conversation at all? Yeah. Should there be a conversation? Like even that alone is a game changer because sometimes there's not a conversation to be had. Sometimes Period. you just need to end it there and walk mm-hmm. away. Hold your peace. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Literally. Was there another part to that question? Um, I was just like, you know, I guess how do you communicate your triggers? Because I think that's like, well, something you have to be to, aware of your triggers first. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, like I'm at the point of because for me, it's like. I would try to communicate to you like, hey, you did this that made me upset, Mm -hmm. but I could not figure out why it was making me upset. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was honestly therapy that helped me identify those triggers. And now that I'm able to identify them, I don't react as quick because I'm just like, okay, either I know that that's a trigger for me, so I need to address it first before I can communicate with you, or like I am able to recognize in other people like, hey... I'm dealing with this too. Mm-hmm. We're instead of arguing, let's just like let's address the issue. I'm not gonna address you. I'm gonna address the issue at mm-hmm. hand. Girl, it's honestly it's nothing but the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I feel that. No, and I think also like even just honestly, because <laughs> I was like me too. It's a struggle. Like, it's hard. No, because sometimes I I immediately just get defensive immediately like i promise I get like nobody trying to like nobody's really trying to find me i just get defensive like if i just hear that one word or mm-hmm. that one or the tone or just how it's, it's being said yeah it's like that just triggers something and like, i have to recognize that like Mine is, don't lie about my character yeah, yeah. like yeah don't lie to my character then you mm-hmm. just set me off and don't catch me on a good day because i'm gonna let you have okay it. and don't make her mad because then i'm gonna come after you yeah <laughs> why are you hurting my friend yeah. <laughs> because that's me i don't really mess with people like that like i be mm-hmm. chilling but when you make me snap oh mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. it that's tough you chose yeah. the right day but uh, even going like down that uh avenue of mm-hmm. secular um because I know earlier you said Essence and Ezra Kane had started singing the song. <laughs> what? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> exactly that. And then when you said something earlier, Chris Brown song came in my head. So I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, um, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody asked, what is the difference between secular music and worship music? Mm. I'll rephrase the question like, the difference between secular and, if you will, gospel or like because worship is jesus like, music how about that okay yeah jesus music jesus and world um it's honestly that like who is your audience like and your audience ooh, doesn't necessarily ooh, ooh, ooh. mean people that's good is your audience like are you trying to create an atmosphere that is sexualizing something ooh. are you trying to create an atmosphere like that targets you know violence are you trying to create an atmosphere that targets money yeah. are you trying to create an atmosphere that targets god's kingdom coming down yeah like what is your 
who's your audience? What what are you trying? What tone are you trying to set? Honestly, that's truly the difference because you could be rapping yeah. about you could rap sixteen Bible verses, hmm. and people will think, oh, that's secular music. Like that's not a god, mm-hmm. but he's sitting there like spitting the word. Mm-hmm. When this person can be singing this beautiful R and B song and is talking about making love to sixteen women that aren't his wife, like, <laughs> like that's too much on Chris Brown. It doesn't. <laughs> it's really like there's no like tone to it there i mean as far as like musical sound yeah um it's really what's your message who's your audience or what is your audience and do you think christians can listen to secular music that's your own that's your own conviction because mm-hmm. i know some people like there's certain there's certain songs I cannot listen to because I'll just act a fool immediately. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, real. My no, body will respond yeah, before my brain. That's why this is true. Like, I, no, some of that music has twerking spirits on it. Oh, it do. It, yep, twerking spirits, um, <laughs> cussing, fighting cussing, spirits. Like, I can't listen to Migos because I'll just, I'll just spirits, cuss immediately. Yeah, like yeah. I can't listen. To, I love Migos, but I cannot listen to them. Yeah, because I'll start cussing. And, and that's wise to know what you can and cannot. Yeah, listen what to. you can and can't handle. There's certain songs I can't listen to because I have enough self control. But there's certain songs like I hear one beat and I'm just like, oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's really up to your own your own conviction and knowing like the level of self control you have. If you can yeah. rap a hold me go song and not cuss, let me know how you do it because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean like the thing the thing about like secular and I guess what we call Jesus music is like <laughs> I think one thing that the Christian community has failed to do is to um highlight the fact that there's nothing wrong to with appreciating art yes come on music is art and it, it should be appreciated um the gift in itself was given by god exactly you are not you don't know the heart behind the song and you don't mm-hmm. know the person behind the song so just because they may not be saying all the christianese or all the the words you know the yeah. biblical mm-hmm. words that you want to hear doesn't mean that you can't listen to the song or the right. song doesn't benefit you in some way there's songs that could talk about daily things that we go through random stuff like it's relatable there's some songs they're not really singing nothing it's just some nice combination of songs you know like so i think music should be appreciated like um it shouldn't be a thing of like oh if it's not jesus music i don't want to listen to it and that's the thing too you have gospel out here gospel artists out here who still play with the devil like yeah but you listen to to them that's That's what i'm saying like it's not it's not by oh saying jesus is lord on your song yeah no i hear dabbling in witchcraft still singing jesus is lord like he would say many have you called my name we did this in your name this is him apart from me i never knew i never knew you that's some of your gospel artists apart from me i never knew you period and so even with that because you know you um you had said you know pay attention to your personal convictions which is definitely very important like um i think most people don't really get that like you we all have personal conviction mm-hmm. yeah. just because you feel convicted not to wear makeup don't mean i, I don't want to like <laughs> yeah. that's you hey, you probably good. just can't handle that like right. maybe per- you just don't know how to do your you makeup know? you're trying to say <laughs> let's be like, honest let's be real know? no it's real like <laughs> It's real. And, and like, I've met people, like, that's their personal conviction. Mm-hmm. Like, they were probably obsessed with it in the past. Mm-hmm. And so they had to take a break from it right. because that's something that they idolize. Mm-hmm. Like, they yeah. don't appreciate mm-hmm. who they are outside of the makeup. makeup. You know that's what I mean? Very, very so it's always important. But just kind of diving deeper into that question. So 
one of the questions that was in there was how do you discern the voice of God? Mm-hmm. Like what, what, I guess, what was that process like for you? And what is that process like for you daily? Um, one thing I will always say, like, you could not know who God is without knowing his word. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's no other way around it. Even if I don't care how many sermons you listen to, I don't care how many like church services you go to. Yeah. If you do not read the word of God for yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you, you will be easily swayed. Like, Mm. you have to know the word for yourself you have the whole thing about that is being intentional because it's so easy to say oh i went to three services today but what did you get from that yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think when you're intentional about setting time apart to spend with god and allowing him to minister to you yeah that is how you learn his voice that is how you learn the nature of god the spirit of god um because like we said like you'll never fully know who god is like in a good way in a sense of like not that god won't reveal himself to you but he's he's he is alive so it's like Mm. there's always something to know about him and we are limited as human in our in our knowing and our knowledge we are limited um because we aren't god but through the holy spirit he's able to reveal himself to us um through jesus so i say like if you don't know his word for yourself yeah then you will be easily deceived you will Mm -hmm. be easily swayed Mm -hmm. by people who come to you telling you they're a prophet telling Mm. you god said this (laughs) but you don't know the word of god yeah if someone's telling you the word the the lord is saying this but you know for a fact that this is not aligned with the word of god yeah and that's nothing else to talk about like Mm -hmm. there's nothing else Mm -hmm. if someone comes to you saying they want to be in a relationship with you but you by their fruits they're not living according to the word of god ain't nothing else to talk about yeah like that's just that Mm -hmm. but unless you know the word for yourself you don't be out here lost yeah yo that's good and just going back into, you know, this, I'm deeper into this question of conviction, um, the yeah. voice of God. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, I want to say that y'all host is really tatted. I got to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, y'all, oh, host, y'all want to know more about her. <laughs> your okay. host is tatted. I have period. nine tattoos. Nine tattoos. I thought it was like 26. I okay. No, you didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying? So she's tatted. And I just want to go back with the whole thing of image and how people yeah. see women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, somebody asked. Somebody she asked. stole this from my mind. Like, <laughs> this girl is in my thoughts. Get out of it. We are one. We are one. That's what we do. That's why we are together. No, for real. This is crazy. I literally was preparing. Because I was like, we're already on the topic. Might as well dive deep. Because this is real stuff. This is real stuff. And people need to hear this. Um, So I'm going to read the question verbatim because I'm going to add a little something to it as well. But the question is, why are women in a lot of churches made out to be predators based on their wardrobe and men are not called out for their nature of victimizing women. Mm -hmm. We as women are often blamed for a lot of men's lustful desires because of what clothing we wear. Mm -hmm. I find it pretty foul and I, and it is part, 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 Ooh, come on, friend. Part of the reason why. Okay, now I'm just going to hit it at that right there. Because mm-hmm. part of the reason why I stopped physically. <laughs> that was a big word. Yeah, it was. It was I don't even know the basic. <laughs> it's a part of the reason I stopped attending church. Yeah. Um. So back where I said, you're tatted. You're a beautiful woman. Um. Period. So why do you think that is? Like, why are people, why do we get blamed for what we wear? Like, why do we have to be so, mm-hmm. uh, we can't wear pants mm-hmm. or we can't do this and we can't do Why can't mm-hmm. we look good? You know, yeah. why do we have to be no, blamed for a man's love? Yeah, yeah. really good. Why? Why can't I look good? Yeah. You want to be out here looking like 
No, and then why I don't get a husband is because of the way I look. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No. So um, what's up? That's a two part for me. A two part answer. Yeah. Because if we're looking at the word, it says, "Do not cause your brother or sister to stumble." Mm-hmm. However, it also says, "If you even look at a woman, mm-hmm. you have committed adultery." Yeah. Right. So that ain't got nothing to do with me. You looked at me. Okay. Right. So it's two parts. Like I would say. No, yourself. Like I understand, there are some women who are built like you just can't hide it. Mm-hmm. Like brick house, you full you the, the full two story brick house. Okay. Like <laughs> what a backyard. Like you were blessed <laughs> and highly favored. Like there's just no hiding it. I don't think it's fair to have to dress as though like you're homeless or a nun <laughs> or a nun. Like to dress as if you have no sense of fashion. Just put on yeah. my bed sheets <laughs> literally like, no. literally some people won't even ple- be pleased with that no like, like why are you wearing stuff from your house like, like bruh, people will never be bed. satisfied yeah um, so that's the point too like don't dress to impress someone else dress because you're comfortable literally but also one know your environment mm-hmm. that's like true. i i personally just don't think it's appropriate to wear like a mini skirt to church yeah um that's true now What's the what's the that all that's all they got? We can go shopping, sis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Watch this. <laughs> I'm a seamstress. I can add some clothing. Oh, like, literally, we can oh, add on a couple. Of I can add some fabric. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. No, but that like, if you see a woman or a man who's dressed that might not necessarily be appropriate, and by appropriate I mean they, it might be very revealing, um, or it might be offensive in a legitimate way not just because you feel some type of way because they're not wearing what you're wearing Mm -hmm. um learn how to approach them in love like approach don't approach them attacking them approach them as if like they genuinely did not know better and you care about you know maybe you see someone looking at them and it's not you know you see a guy looking at a girl and it's like "Mm, that's very lustful that's not Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um approach them in love because you don't want to push someone away because you don't know how to have a loving uh, character, a loving spirit. Yeah. But yeah. I think kind of like what you said, you know, like, what if that's all they got? I know, like, we joked about it, but, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I, I also think about that, too. Like, think about people that's come to church for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like... The thing with church people, sometimes we have yeah. a way of judging people without saying a word. Oh, without like, or without even building that relationship. Do you know what they have? Like, you don't even, you don't even like know them. You don't know where they're coming from, what they've been name? through. Like, and the thing is, like, because I'll speak from personal experience. Like, there was a phase, like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember it. Yeah. There was a phase, like, when I when I first started coming to church. Like I, I had my boobs like out, All her blessed like my glory. blessed assurance. <laughs> like it was outside. It was overflow. Like there were times I would wear like that spandex skirt. Yes, I wear like she has a leather skirt. I would wear like leather skirt. I wear some latex. Like I would wear this short. I wore this short dress that was like almost here. Talking about shackles off my. I'm here bound. Still, (laughs) I'm telling you, like no. But the thing is, like with time, it changes because Holy Spirit. The thing, and and that's the thing. Holy Spirit, like. I feel like he reveals all things, honestly. He does. does. Holy Spirit can tell you what to wear and what not to wear. Like, those convictions come naturally. So it's not necessarily a thing of, oh, you can wear this and not that. Kind of like ripped jeans. Like, when I was back home in Nigeria, if if I try to wear some ripped jeans... I'll get ripped. Like <laughs> literally, <laughs> like I would get ripped. Like it, it's the truth. Like I, I grew up like having to tie my hair and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. those are real stuff for me. And so. 
when I came out here, I started wilding out and people didn't understand that. But if you didn't have the conversation with me, you wouldn't have known, like, this is what I went through right. and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. Because now I finally have the opportunity to feel like I can wear the things I want to wear. And so I'm wilding out. You know, that's why I'm doing that. And the last thing, sorry, I don't, no, I don't even talk too much, but um, I feel like more people, you know, more people who know God and who have the spirit of God, I wish they would like make clothing you know like have actual like clothing lines like you. because i feel like this is some of the stuff we go to the world for all of that and i feel like um bro because some of these clothes do not it's not, not it's healthy. yeah and like i feel like we if if we step up more in that like kind of like you know putting outfits together and things mm-hmm. like that because i see people do that on social media like through reels and tiktoks yeah, and things yeah. like that but i think like more of that like growing like that would truly help like the female community and ultimately like you just sexy teach your boys to cute like, their eyes off of women. Please. Like, dang, yeah, like, that, that like, men deal with that lust issue. Because I could, somebody could wear a dress that's to the floor and that's just fitted and they got a nice, and they got a nice <laughs> body. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. They can't hide their butt. They can't, they can't hide, hide their hide boobs. They can't hide that boobs. They can't hide it. They can't hide their waistline. So, I mean, that's just, you know, that's just, mm-hmm. I think like this is this is really good. Like y'all sent in some really dope questions. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I truly was inspired. And um but before we round this up, we do have one more question. So um Deja, I'm gonna hand it right over to so, you. So this last question, where do you see redeemed and saying so in ten years? Yeah. Ooh. Wow, a whole decade. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> that is a decade. It's a whole decade. Um yeah. well for one, Redeemed and Saying So is much more than a podcast. Like there it is a lifestyle. It's Redeemed and Saying So is something you live because yeah. like I said, I want these people to know that no matter what you've been through, no matter where you are at, no matter where you were, mm-hmm. no matter where you're going, mm-hmm. there is still that unconditional love for you. And once Jesus died for you, like you have been redeemed. The redemption is. is done. Like yeah. you just have to accept it. So my whole, like, when I say it's a lifestyle, it has to go beyond this podcast. It has to mm-hmm. go just beyond talking to people. So I plan on creating atmospheres and actual Woo! settings where people can get together, men and women, and talk about the things that they've been through and create a space where people feel safe yeah. in their community. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know where these people are listening at, yeah. but there's something about when people physically come together and come are on. able to open their mouth and yeah. say... I was here, but now I'm here. Come on. And then we're able to build up our community. And then the community can go out and build the community next to it. Mm -hmm. Come Um, on. But it goes so much beyond just listening. It has to be actual action into it um, where people are able to walk out that redemption. Mm. So that is my, that is where it will be within the next year, honestly. Um, Come on. That's good. 10 years. That's tough. That's, that's a little far. Oh no, I gotta consult with God about that one. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> that's pretty far. Yeah. But even within this next year, um, I plan on reaching out to people who are graduating high school, people mm. who are in college, that's people good. who are transitioning out of college. Yeah. Um, because those are huge pivotal points. Like people who huge are pivotal points. Um, seniors in high school going out because not everyone goes to college. Some yeah. people don't go to college at all. Some people go to trade. Some people go to military. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good, right? And it's like that's a huge pivot from depending like solely depending on your parent to now being an adult transitioning on your own. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of life happens. That's where a lot of life happened for me. It's when I got on my own. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to be able to create, create a space where people can ask questions like, Hey, what was it like 
when you were going to college? What was it like when you were thinking about going to the Air Force? Mm -hmm. Um, What was it like when you didn't want to go to school? What was it like when you wanted to drop out of school? Yeah. Um, What did you experience in school? And then for the people who are like, okay, I'm about to graduate. Like, you know, what is like now? I've only known school for like 20 something years of my life. Mm. What do I do now? Mm. Like, what is life when I don't have to like wake up and go to class every day and Mm. I have to find a way to provide for myself? It's a real place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so powerful that you say that because just to have people in the room gathered, mm-hmm. um, having them, you know, confess their testimony. And it just made, it reminded me of Revelations 12 and 11 when it mm-hmm. says they overcame by the blood mm-hmm. of the lamb and the word of the testimony. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. going to be so much freedom when you do have those people come in that room and they are confessing the, their mm-hmm. testimony. People are going to be saved. People's lives are going to be changed. And I'm yeah. super excited for that. Like that right there, I... Mm-hmm. I can see that for That's you, powerful. and I will, and I definitely want to be there when when it when it when it does happen. I want to be there. <laughs> no, for real. Because like no. it's one thing to accept the redemption, yeah. yeah. But when you open your mouth and say so, like okay. that's where the game and changes. Say so. Yeah. Like, even if you're just saying I don't know, like even that opens a, an opportunity for you to know something, mm-hmm. for you to gain some type of knowledge and understanding. That's good. But it's the saying so that's really important. So I want to give like I. I invite the people I invite on here, like that's their opportunity to say so. But what about the people who don't listen to the podcast, who are sitting alone in their room? It's like, I want mm. you to come out of that space and, and join so. in with others yeah. and have mm. your opportunity to say so, or at least hear others say so. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be fire. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, man, I, I'm excited because <laughs> y'all already been saying that was going to be so big. <laughs> so and big. I'm just going to be here like, I was so there big. at the so beginning big. when all this started. This. Hey, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. No, no, but Ray, like, I, we first of all want to say thank you even for thank having y'all. us on here. Yeah. Like, this is definitely an honor, like, even just to be in the room and just to um just hear a lot of things that you have to say and i I know that god is truly doing a good work redeeming and saying so you have been redeemed and you will continue to be redeemed and say so and i know that every person that comes in contact with this podcast is going to be changed forever five ever period eternity okay (laughs) it's stuck (laughs) so um yeah y'all thank y'all for tuning in and y'all y'all are amazing hosts i want to come back period you know But y'all, that's the end of this episode of Redeem and Saying So, the takeover. I am Redeem and Saying So. Thank you, We're going to see y'all later. Redeem and Saying So, takeover. That's a wrap. Thank you for keeping me